0: Hello darling. Hi darling. I am Tammy
1: and I'm Danny. and we are your curators of thought. right here on Labeled Accordingly, where we bring you a bit of truth, a bit of fun, and the best conversations. So let's get into it. Happy Friday, my friend hey happy friday it has been a friday of all fridays and a week of all weeks and probably the reason why we skipped a week because we've just had so much happening um so i want to apologize to everyone who listens to our podcast we've had a very terrible um (laughs) time we've been very terrible at being consistent but we're back and we have promised ourselves um, and we are promising you that we will be consistent and be back every Friday. Every Friday, because we
0: love having these conversations. And although this is not work for us, because Dan and I have conversations every single day, sometimes numerous times a day, Um, and we love sharing those conversations with you, which is why we actually have this podcast. So Dan, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, we can't not talk about it, can we? I, I, we can't. We, we can't. can not not talk about it. And um, it's it's kind of funny because um, I've taken a, a, a short hiatus from um, LinkedIn. And whilst the, everyone's kind of lost their shit, um, because I'm getting inboxed about what my views are on Meghan Markle and Piers Morgan and the royal family and all of the rest of it and am I okay am I okay some of my some of my friends from the USA are worried and concerned for my mental health because you know am I okay um watching celebrities um talk about their feelings um really rich and powerful celebrities talking about their feelings that should impact me because you know I should feel upset about um Megan Merkel, who has only recently realised she is a black lady, um, <laughs> uh, feeling um, sadly suicidal. Um, but yeah, I, I. But you know, nonetheless, I am supposed to feel something about this whilst I am at home probably really losing my marbles more by the fact that my daughter's school um is mucking her about and pulling her in and out of school when we're still not sure about whether or not it's safe um where the the monotony of just walking to the store and coming back home and having nothing else to do um is impacting me immensely um when i have just received um a letter from my local authority letting me know that, um, despite <laughs> the global um, pandemic and all of the the shortcomings it's had for the regular people who are not celebrities, um, we will be paying and paying five percent more than we've been paying in our local authority taxes or the council tax, uh, and probably some other taxes on their way. Um, but yeah, Meghan Markle's feelings are supposed to trump all of that that's happening in my life because Meghan Markle is a black woman. So yes, I feel like this week we could not not talk about Meghan Markle's feelings and not about my own because who cares about me, I'm just a commoner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yes, let's talk about Meghan Markle. What, what were your thoughts when you saw that? I, I, didn't act, I haven't watched the interview um, I don't know if you could hear this. Can hear the cynicism in my voice. I'm not really keen on watching it. Yeah. So, but I know you did. I oh I, well, actually, I did not.
0: You didn't. I did oh, not watch we- it. I, <laughs> I did not watch it. And much like yourself, I had friends messaging me and texting me about what were my thoughts about the Meghan Markle and Prince Harry interview. And I think I posted a video on Facebook and I literally summed up my thoughts in a four minute video. That's Mm -hmm. how interested I was in it. Mm -hmm. And that four minute video was just the sound bites of what was going around, what what people were talking about, about, you know, the concern about the baby being dark about um, her feeling suicidal and him not speaking with his family members and friends. And to your point, while I empathize for anybody, um, whether you have wealth or, or you're just a regular working stiff feeling suicidal and having those thoughts, I feel for anybody. And I think it's a horrible place for people to be. And, um, you know, I understand how people can get that low. So I get mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. so I have empathy for anybody experiencing that, but outside of that, um, the question about how dark the baby's skin is going to be. Um, maybe mm-hmm. that was Meghan Markle's wake up Negro call. And I use the term Negro because I don't mm-hmm. want to use the other word yeah. because to your point, I don't think she's ever walked around the world telling anybody she is a black woman. Um, she's made it very clear to anybody who's asked her that she is biracial. And as somebody who have biracial children, I absolutely uh, will defend their right to identify themselves that way, even if the society doesn't. So I don't know, as a Black woman, that I have all of the smoke that other Black women have for yeah. the royals, um, as it relates to Meghan Markle. Yeah.
1: I mean, honestly. I mean, um I, again, I do empathize with anyone who's felt suicidal um uh I don't have an inheritance from um a princess to fall back on and um, so when I had my own um challenges with my own mental health. I had to jump through a lot of hoops in order to be seen, only to not be seen because then our council decided to remove the, the mental health services. Um, so then it was quite costly for me. And then I had to figure out how I worked myself through that. Um, I don't know how um, much information Megan had about the royal family um, prior to um well according to
0: her not much yeah she found unbelievable that you would start dating prince harry and you never googled you Mm -hmm. never and and get don't get me wrong i I, to her point i didn't don't spend a lot of time thinking about the royal family and i probably know less i know about as much as who the queen is who the queen's husband is charles andrew you know Mm -hmm. the, the royal pedophile um him and you know William and Harry Fergie's children I don't know who they are um and anybody outside of that I don't know so uh, you know I
1: I, I, <laughs> I don't get, know her
0: <laughs> I don't know her I can I can get that you don't know a lot about the royal family I find it
1: incredible
0: though if we're gonna be honest with you I find it incredible that... You would be marrying, dating into this family and you never, ever hit the Google.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I find it funny that I'm just going by the general, I'm just generalizing here. So many women, you know, there were so many apps where people were like, I want to find out what this regular, regular guy is doing. So they follow them, they stalk them on social media, do all of those stuff. Regular women with their partners who want to know what their partners are doing, stalk yes. their Instagram pages, profiles, or just you know stuff like that. And you don't really get to Google anyone in your of uh, those guys. They're just regular people. So they don't have like a Wikipedia page or um, decades and decades and decades and decades worth of information about their family and their entire bloodline. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was quite shocked that she didn't even pick up a magazine that had some information about you know how much her children's bloodline um is um is uh <laughs> yeah all of the things she discovered about <laughs> the people she, the, the family she married into yeah um I, yeah so it's quite but you know it was quite bizarre to me but again sometimes you just you sometimes you walk through this life saying uh, we're just all people and I do believe we're all people but whilst we are all people there are people who don't like certain people Um, and there are definitely things that your 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 son's grandfather has done probably in the most recent history that might have indicated that he wasn't very um, tolerant of um, people from different walks of life to him or his own yeah yeah so
0: much like yourself the meg and <laughs> marco while it was making news everywhere um you and i were really busy just doing what we do which is make companies great um working with our clients and and running businesses so um if you tuned into this podcast to really get dan and i's take on the meg and marco harry situation we sincerely apologize because it's not something, um, that we find terribly interesting or even important. Um, and that doesn't take away from the people listening to this. If you find it both interesting and important, it just, um, the little I did watch and it was just clips of the interview. Cause I did not sit to watch the two hour interview. I just was not terribly interested. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, a lot of what I heard just didn't sound quite believable to me. Mm. Um, and so I don't want to call anybody a liar or liars because I think that's rude, but
1: a lot of it was just not believable to me. Um, no, I mean, when you're on a curated TV show talking about something um, that you've held close to your chest until you could get onto a created TV show. It does for me sometimes lessen the impact of things. And I always get, you know, you always get the people saying, yeah, but that's how they tell their truth. That's how they tell their story. Um, well, you know, I, I I think there were a lot of truths that were held back in most of their stories, let's be honest. We weren't yeah. really given any truths. So we were just told Megan felt really suicidal and that. And I think that's what blew most people up. And then maybe in the UK, definitely, the, the colour of the baby was secondary. Um, <laughs> because, you know, in the UK, we like to pretend we don't see colour. Um, so... <laughs> Um, all the while seeing all the colors yeah 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 except um, people's skin so um (laughs) what we um so for me I I was almost like you know that's who that family is they 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 contribute and um take away as they need to and they're allowed to because you know they help to colonize most of the world um so I um don't care <laughs> is the truth and I, I don't and if that makes me as intolerant as Piers Morgan because I'm not really I don't I don't care I also don't care whether or not Piers Morgan appears on TV again because I know Piers Morgan will be okay um, Danny Baker who is um, the gentleman who posted a meme of um, I think it was um, like chimpanzees or something or gorillas holding the baby and he says you know Harry and Megan with their new son um, or something like that he's absolutely fine he lives at the bottom of my street Um, his house is beautiful and he is absolutely okay in terms of he isn't living on the street he probably hasn't been impacted by the five percent council tax increase Um, so for me I think Piers Morgan will be okay I think Meghan Markle might be okay potentially there's an assassination on its way but you know this this happens to celebrities when they get out of line um so we um we just sit and wait and um meanwhile most of the uk will be going hungry um and maybe losing their jobs and maybe not um, being able to afford the, the the council tax increases or the um, social uh, welfare decreases. Um, but it's fine. You know, we had something to talk about this week to distract we, us. We did. And um, then
0: the, the, the fallout from the Meghan Markle was the Piers Morgan. And then that snowballed into the Sharon Osborne um, just shit show. And so, I, you know, I mean, Listen, we're in a quarantine, and I think people need some things to distract them from their everyday life. And this is just one of those things to distract us from our everyday life. If We can talk about Meghan and Harry and Pierce and the rest of it. We don't have to consider our lives as much. And I just think a lot of this is escapism mm-hmm. from what's happening in our lives. And listen, God bless the people that need the break, let them have it. Um, it's just not something I'm interested in. Um, now the only thing I will say about this, and then we will move on to another thing that we wanted to talk about today is the Sharon Osborne behavior, um, with her coworkers, I found completely disgraceful. Um, especially because, when you when I watched that clip, you had two women who happened to be black women calmly and almost gently trying to explain to her her side. Now, I don't think their side was um, valid as much as what they were saying. And it's not about the validity of what they were saying. I'm just talking about the context and tone by which that conversation was being had and her response to them. I found disgraceful now get into the weeds of you know her defending her friends who's pierce morgan and you know yelling at them and cursing at them and then i think at one point she said um which got bleeped out but i think she said i am jewish how can i be racist and this is the conversation you and i have had dan that when you start telling one group of people that they can't be racist then you leave room for other groups to say so because, you know, black people can't be racist because, you know, slavery. Jews can't be racist (laughs) because, you know, the Holocaust. And so now you have these two groups of people who in fact can be, and at times are racist, saying, I can't be, the Holocaust, I can't, slavery. Um, And I personally said, all races can be racist. And that's not a debate for me, that's a debate for Webster. So if you argue <laughs> that point, I would tell you, go and write Webster Dictionary and tell them they need to change the definition from just racist hating one another to something that says systems in power. But as it stands right now, the Webster Dictionary the definition of racist, every race can in fact be racist
1: yes and i would agree and again um i am neither shocked nor moved by anything that sharon osborne does we saw what she was and who she was we've been seeing that for the the last few decades um so i'm i'm not shocked by anything that she says her husband tore the head off a bat with his teeth and um, so i'm not shocked about who she is or who he is and um nothing surprises me. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think anyone saying I can't be um, racist is like saying, oh, well, how could I possibly have done anything bad because I'm, I'm from this category of people. Um, you know, it's, we, we can all demonstrate something bad and we can all demonstrate racism, wh- whoever we are, and whatever yeah. life path um, we are on so it's uh, for me it's it's that it's that um, it, it's that that frightens me because it makes people unaware of how they are behaving and how they are contributing to people's um, lack of and their own and their children so I find it, I, it it is worrying for me when people say I can't be this because everybody can be something yeah yeah
0: yeah, I, I think people are, you know, I, I say this all the time, that I think we are a combination of good, bad and flawed people. Mm. Um, there's a lot of good that I think most people in the world go out and do. Um, but there are some things that people are going to take with them to the grave. I know I have a few. They're going to be buried with me. Um, and so I think that's true for all people. I think in the same way that you can do a whole lot of good, you can also do bad. And I think Mm -hmm. if we don't understand that as human beings, we are all flawed, um, and that we are all hopefully every day growing, learning, and changing, then you don't look, you know, grow, learn, and change because you think there's nothing for you to grow and learn from. And so, you know, people are a combination of good and bad, you know, we're, we're a mixture of both those things, so I think on on that front, we nobody's surprised about Sharon Osbourne, Piers mm-hmm. Morgan and I think we will end this by saying for those of you that truly cared about the Meghan and Harry, God bless we don't happen to be in that group or camp of people who particularly care
1: and that's why Mary had a little lamb <laughs> like um yeah so this week very very lots of stuff happening this week and the one of the most gruesome thing crimes has happened here in the uk this week which (laughs) has awoken and activated the woke woketivist um in the most really the most grotesque and um conceited way so um we have this unfortunate there was a young lady who was visiting a friend um and then just chose to leave her friend's house and walk home Um, it was a fairly short distance from her friend's home to um her home and she didn't make it and she went missing for a while and her body has been found in um quite far away from her home um and the revelations that are coming out uh, the police officer it may have been a police officer who had taken her and committed this crime and murdered her and disposed of her body in this area of kent and um It's now, there are a a few things that are are unraveling that this police officer may have also been suspected of indecent exposure and all of these other things and that have been happening. So the woke to this this week have decided to take center stage as they do um, and chosen to make this about them and why they need to verbatim need to feel safe when they are walking in the street alone and they should be able to walk in the street alone and not feel scared ever because you know it would it would be it's super abnormal and and not human to feel scared because that's what the woke to this believe they believe we should be able to look and dress how we want and nothing should ever scare us ever um and instead of telling us to be safe um, and, and and encouraging us to take safety measures as we are walking around. Um, perhaps you need to tell the people who already know that it's wrong to kill, murder, rape, kidnap, dispose of people's bodies, all the things that are not only in our laws globally, but also just universal law and spiritual law that we shouldn't do. So they already know that they shouldn't do it, but here they are still wanting to do it. But we should focus on those people who already know it's wrong to do it, but have decided that they don't care that it's wrong, that they're going to do it. And and we should tell them, we should keep telling them, don't do it. Um, And we should have signs up, not saying that there are dangers, because there are people who do this thing. But we should have signs up that say, please, um, please don't kill people after 8pm. Please don't be rapey on your Tinder date because, you know, it's scary for some people. Um, and these are the things that we that they kind of want us to say to people who already don't care because they've chosen that that's what they're going to do um, and leave them in danger because that's what a woman's right is, is to be left outside, dangerous, in dangerville, to feel sc- like we're, we're not supposed to ever be scared. Um, and then we have, you know, the white knights who are saying, how can I be less scary to you? Should I cut my penis off? What should I do? I don't want you to be scared if you're walking in the dark and I'm jogging and that would make me a bad person if I scared you. Um, so, <laughs> what do, so, so what do you so what I mean what are your thoughts on this? Uh, is it, Am I being out of line here? I'm probably going to be dragged because, you know, I'm not swimming with the tide as I N- never do. No,
0: no. I mean, you and I do disagree on some things and this is not one of these things that we disagree on. I think it's asinine,
1: completely mm-hmm.
0: asinine to say to women or to speak to women about how to keep themselves safe that that is not the conversation to be having but to be having with the rapists and the murderers to not rape, not murder, not kill, not steal. Like um, to your point, we all already know these things. And so they are going to do them anyway. So Mm -mm. if I know there's certain parts just here in Florida and in Broward County, there's certain parts that you just, you you wouldn't feel safe after a certain time, like when the sun goes down to be in those areas. So Mm. am I going to walk around in the area that I know is not safe and say, well, I'm a woman and I should have the freedom to walk wherever I like and not have to worry about it. Yeah, in a perfect utopia, that would be true. We don't live there. We live in this world. And in Mm -hmm. this world, areas that are not safe means we are responsible for keeping ourselves safe. And whether that's you're a woman, a child, a man, a trans woman, whatever category you sit in, safety is ultimately your responsibility. And I think you know, we, we go too far left in telling women and telling people, particularly women though, yeah. that they shouldn't have to be thinking about or considering safety measures, that men need to be thinking about how not to do awful things. Mm. And again, in a utopia, that would be true. We're not there. We're in regular everyday life and living, and men sometimes do bad things. Like rape women, abduct women, traffic women, and kill them. So, if that's already happening, what is your responsibility to keeping yourself safe?
1: Well, I read somewhere that this uh, this woman said we should have. So, I don't I don't know if you have it in the USA, but we have this um thing called the the uh, the Ask for Angela campaign, um. And let me read it to you so it's about uh, if, if people um are on like a tinder date or something and um they're feeling a bit creeped out by the person that they're with and it's like you know it's the usual are you okay thing um so it's so it's tells women Um, And and it does, it is specifically targeted at women, but I'm guessing that's because most of the crimes that are reported around sexual assault and harassment and blah blah are reported by women because, again, we treat men who are sexually assaulted or raped or scared Mm. as sissies. Women do that. Women treat them as different Police treat men who report these crimes as different. So I guess mm-hmm. the reason why we have the a really huge gap between the statistics of these types of results is because I, I I believe and because I definitely know at least two men who have have been not just harassed but actually physically assaulted and raped, um, who haven't told the police so I'm presuming that there are more men out there who um, don't and also there are women who report men for things like um, someone has sent them an email um, Mm. or an inbox on LinkedIn and said hey beautiful and so they would be reported as a crime as well wow Um, so there are so I'm I'm guessing that's for the numbers so because of the stats they target these campaigns towards women because they found that women are probably more safe just as because of the, the stats. So we have asked for Angela and the campaign says, ask for Angela on a date that isn't working out, feel like you're not in a safe situation, go to the bar and ask for Angela for discreet help. And that's where they, and they put these posters in the toilets for women. So I, I read this lady's post Um, that said that that it shouldn't be an Ask Angela campaign. There should be campaigns that advertising companies should be having these posters up in men's toilets as well. So you know what I'm like. I'm a bit, you know, again, cynical. So I Mm -hmm. said, so what should this poster say? Should it be called, I don't know, Ask for Alan, on a date and considering raping your date? Feeling like you're wanting to put your date in an unsafe situation, wanting your puff mate, wanting to take your puff mate away, drag her through the bushes and dispose of her body. Mm. Go to the bar, ask for Alan, where we'll give you a free shot whilst you wait and we call the police for you. Wow. Like, what is it that you would want them to write? I don't know.
0: I don't. I don't I'm, I'm going to hazard
1: a guess, like most of the people who are feeling a bit debauched and rapey, aren't re- they're, they're not really considering that it's wrong in the first place. right? So if they saw anything that said don't do it, I'm pretty certain they already know that, they already know don't do it and if they see a poster that says don't do it, that probably isn't going to impact them in the same way as if you come, a- if there's a woman who's feeling edgy on her date she's what she does need help she would need help she would want something so that poster is probably going to make her feel a little more relieved that it's there than thinking oh there's nothing for me to do but you know what Dave who are creepy Dave who I'm on the on the um date with who is who definitely probably is going to try and do something creepy to me he's going to read the poster and then he won't rape me and we can have a wonderful date towards the end of it right like, what is it that these women are wanting? There needs, um, I feel like there needs to be someone who says, what do you want us to do? Do you literally want people to just be walking around and saying, do you know what, girls, just go outside. Don't worry about it. We've got it. There's posters up saying, please do not kill after 8pm. So you can walk <laughs> freely now. What is it that they want?
0: well i think what they want is not realistic yeah and that's exactly what they want they want to be able to you know you and i said we talked about this earlier i think the women movement the woman the women's movement has done a lot for the advancement of women it really really has but somewhere it just took this hard left yeah and it's around the the curb, and you and I can't even see it anymore. Yeah. And on that hard left turn, it is women get to do whatever they want. Yeah. Without thought, without consequence and that they have
1: to some degree, no responsibility in their own lives. I mean, you don't have to take accountability about um, any decisions you make. So You know, I'm very transparent. I have been in a situation where I was raped. And I had to going through that situation and going through everything, having to go and get examined and all the rest of it, that really helps bring home for me how much I needed to be accountable for the things that for the risk that I put myself at. Yeah. In that situation. And that's not me victim blaming myself. That's me saying it absolutely is not okay to um, be put yourself in a position where you're intoxicated, you leave yourself alone with strangers, and then you get in a car with a stranger whilst you're intoxicated, and then you get yourself even further more intoxicated, and then, you know, end up in a situation. And I don't, obviously, I don't believe, and I think it's really bad that someone would do that, but for me, and what hindered everything with my situation was because of the decisions i made right and it, and and that's what kind of didn't let things go through the courts or the justice system in the way that it needed to because there were so many things i couldn't remember because right. of my choices to drink as much as i did right. and then get in a car with people and not go home and not do all of these things that i it, I, I actually couldn't We couldn't really get to a place where I could honestly say, I don't know if I said yes or no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's,
0: it's, (laughs) it reminds me of, and obviously awful that that happened to you. And I, I think, you know, I was having, I was laying in bed the other day and I was having this thought and I was just like, the truth is I don't have a female friend. So I don't think I've encountered a woman that has not in some way been sexually violated whether that's through you know rape like Mm. out like violent rape Mm. um date rape molested molestation Mm. or something like i don't have a female in my circle that has not experienced some sexual violence um Mm. but very rarely do my friends and the women that i talk to speak as honestly and as candidly as you as saying, yes, this was a horrible thing that happened to me. Um, and yes, the person that did that is absolutely responsible, but I share some responsibility and not taking care of myself, drinking too much, um, not listening to whatever instincts that you, you sometimes get when you're yeah. in, in places where you, you know, that this could go wrong for you. Yeah. Um, quieting that voice and still making bad decisions that land land you there. Now, now we're not talking about women where men jump from behind a, 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 you know, dumpster or something and grabs you. And this is not about your choice or not. You literally was violently taken from wherever you were coming from or somebody violently breaks into your home and rape you. We're not talking about those women. We're talking about the women who either are doing drugs, drinking heavily, uh, really making poor decisions and not listening to their instincts that says something's off and wrong with this person and still going forward to do that. Yeah. There was a case that happened here in the U.S. and it was it's famous. And obviously the punishment that this young man got was an embarrassment um, mm-hmm. because he was found raping a young woman who was, unconscious yeah she had drank yeah. herself yeah. unconscious yeah. behind a dumpster do you remember that case yeah
1: yeah right i read it i i, I mean i i remember it but then i re- I read talking to strangers so i know it, it, they talk about it in that they
0: they talk about that case right yeah. and so she drank herself to unconsciousness and not only did she do that if she went there with friends maybe they were drunk and no nobody had like a pack or a plan Well, no,
1: because the the women are already telling each other, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I, again, raping an unconscious woman Mm -hmm. is just, first of all, I don't even know what part of your brain wants to do that anyway. But that aside, she drank herself to unconsciousness. Mm -hmm. Like, it it is such an unsafe
1: place to put yourself in Just even if you go, even if you think, all right, you go before, you know, if it's not, doesn't become rape, there's so many other risks to that. Yes. You could have been kidnapped. You could have woken up completely trafficked. Not even complete, not even as far as that. Just the fact that you've drunk so much that you might've fallen down the stairs. You could have vomited and, you know, and And, choked yourself. Like there's so many reasons why you shouldn't do it. Like you shouldn't, do that, and you sh- and if you are going to drink like that, maybe be in a safer space, like your home, or you know, if that's what if if that's what you want to do or have a or have like a process or a plan that happens. Right. So someone that you say, listen, I'm probably good. It's probably going to be one of those days today where I get so drunk. So maybe have a someone have someone who's like an emergency contact if they don't hear from from you at this time blah 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 but even me saying this is the is is the woke people saying well no you shouldn't have to do that people should just not rape you're like (laughs) no it's there's so many reasons why we need to be safe not even before it gets to the point of someone could rape you there's so many reasons that lead up to it's just safer to It's just safer to be, not walk around in the dark, not because someone could rape you, but because it's quite dark and you could get yourself into a situation like fall down a hole, a car hits you because they didn't see you. So many other reasons before it gets to that. So these safety warnings aren't just for, okay, if you get raped, that's like worst case scenario, you get raped, kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Just for, just so young girls and boys know, all right, it's, it is easier to limit risk than to resolve it yeah yeah
0: and we've got we've gotten an upside down crazy world that the the, these things aren't we're not told these things you know and you know this extends you and i were talking about this this even extends into the workplace yeah you know it's like women and again please do not listen to this podcast and, and and walk away thinking we're defending men or people who do bad things to women um, because that's not what we're doing. But what we're saying to women is you aren't absolved from your own responsibilities to keep yourself safe. I have worked with men that um, have been inappropriate um, even in the way that they looked and leered at me. So you know what I didn't do? I didn't go into meetings with them alone. Yeah. Yeah. I asked for somebody to be in a meeting with me. um, And if somebody said, well, well, no, this is a private meeting, I would say, well, I don't feel comfortable being in a meeting alone. Um, And at that point, if, you know, your boss or HR insists, then you have a case because you're trying to keep yourself safe and they're making it hard for you not to do that. But we all know, we've all worked with the creepy guy that, you know, comes up to you in the lunchroom and says something inappropriate or stands too close, right? And you can do as much as you can until you either have to go to HR. And then if it's not resolved, it's a totally different thing. But I've worked with women who feel like, well, he's not harassing me. How could he be harassing you? I'm prettier than you. I look better than you. So, you know, you have that going on in the workplace. But I think no matter where you are, whether you're walking around in the world or whether you're in the workplace, the responsibility to keep yourself safe will always start with you first and then we go out societally and saying these behaviors are wrong but that but it's already society has already said that which is why we have jail yeah prosecution you know uh, uh, you know you can be executed depending on the crime like we society has already put all the things in place to say this is wrong you don't do it you will be punished so that's already in place what's left what's left is individual people women men children parents keeping themselves and their children safe you and i talked about this about like with children when my children were growing up i never gave my children pet names for their body parts
1: never so so before you go on to that i just want to like really digest what you said about the workplace because it just made me think about something it really made me think about something so when i when i worked at this company there was a guy and we'd every like we'd been out you know you have the after work drinks we'd been out drinking and everyone had been drinking and um i it got late and this and it was just me and this guy and then he went in to kiss me and i was like oh, i didn't know what to do and i kind of was like uh i'm gonna go home now and um I did, I got into work, and it was, you're right, it was the women, when I told them, I was like, I had this, like, really weird situation with this person, and it was the women who were like, well, how, because I've never had that with him, so how could you have done that, and it was all of the women who said that.
0: Yeah, yeah, because women, women do this thing where we're, we're, we're competing with each other, even to be harassed, yeah, which is crazy, it's like, what do you mean he harassed you? What do you mean he said he you know he sent you, uh, inappropriate text or, you know especially if that woman thinks she is better looking than you has a yes. better body than you um would be a better catch than you yes. how in the world and we we do have this thing around okay do you know the the young woman who
1: started the Me Too movement? Oh um oh Rosie what's her what's her name the black lady i keep saying the lady from charm yeah no the
0: black lady that was like the the catalyst for the me too movement right um and i would hear people you would see it written online and go she's not attractive at all like who was harassing Mm -hmm. her and Mm -hmm. this is what happens to some women and I, i was just like do people know sexual harassment almost even to rape almost have very little to do with what somebody somebody looks
1: like it's about it's about power and control and make and a little bit of like psychopathic behavior it's got nothing to do with you look beautiful most of the time sometimes it is like i find you attractive and i don't really know how to read your signals um and you know and and it is, and it's do you know what's so difficult is when you're not believed by women it makes you it makes it really difficult to then go on to tell men that this happened as well yeah, yeah. and 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 it's and i don't know if women actually understand that they play a, a role in in healing people um in but what often happens from definitely in my situation, it has mostly been women who are not who don't believe. So even in the situation with like family members who have who have um, done something bad to children or, or members of the family, it's always the women who are the ones who are so vocal about no, it couldn't be uncle so and so, or no, don't do you know what? you don't tell anyone about this because then it's going to make dad or, you know, Uncle Jack or whoever it is, look back. Right. Or they're protecting. I, like, I, I think of that and I think of all of the women who I know have definitely, like the grown-up women, most of them know that someone, a man, has done something bad to an, a, a, a female child. In a family or even a male child and it has always been the women who said don't tell anyone don't say anything don't do like protecting them so I think that education really needs to start from have you ever known something about a family member or, or, or a person in your family who has done something sexual the sexually inappropriate to another younger family member. And have you ever just said, I don't believe them, or we won't talk about it, or we'll keep it quiet, or we'll just like make sure that people aren't, the kids aren't around this uncle on their own, but you've never really said anything about it. And And if you can say yes, you have absolutely no business telling anyone not to tell young women not to be safe. Yeah, Because you have actually contributed to them being unsafe. And that's why Mary had a little lamb. It's, it's, it's such a um, it's contradictory thing. It is.
0: It is. And I, 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 I would agree with you. I think on one side, you have women saying, I should do what I please. And if I want to drink myself into a stupor, I should still be safe. Mm. If I want to put myself in very dangerous and compromising situation, um, and I don't care if I'm, you know, laid up naked that is my right to do that and the man in the room should not touch me um again mm. utopia we're not there yet we're in the real world and as long as we're operating in this world there are things that we need to do we need to do for ourselves and we need to do for our mm. children so to your point of family members um I, I, listen there was a thing that said the um uh, in the Black family, the safest member is the pedophile because nobody ever talks yeah. about that. But I, I think I yeah. think that extends beyond Black families. I think that's in yeah. every family. Every um, family. Where people know that their children are being sexually molested, know that their children are being touched inappropriate. And to your point, all they're told is, well, don't go sit with Uncle George because you know everybody knows yeah. Uncle George. Or where are the kids? Do they go in that back room like people scrambling. And I have seen that. Um, growing up, um, not so much in my family, but I've seen it. I've seen mm-hmm. that dynamic where people would be like, Oh, we, uncle George stays in that back room or Uncle yeah. so-and-so yeah. stays in the back room. Make sure the kids don't go in that room. I have heard that and seen that just growing up um, in, in, in families. And it's one of the reasons why I never gave my children pet names for their body parts. Yeah. I mm-hmm. never did that because I know if somebody wants to molest your children, um, it's easy for them to manipulate whatever word you've given your children. I think you and I were talking where somebody um, had the little girl's private call, calling it her cookie. Um, and mm-hmm. she said, you know, so-and-so licked my cookie. Now, did he actually lick her body part or did he actually lick her cookie? Who would know? Who would know? Mm-hmm. But if she knew mm-hmm. that her body part was her vagina and she said, uncle so-and-so looked my. it would be very clear about what was touched yeah. Yeah. and what was not touch. And so I hope that women, I would hope in this day and age that we're still not doing cutesy names for children's body parts. And for people who feel mm. like, well, that's too adult, um, then I'm going to tell you, you need to really reeducate yourself. There's nothing adult about giving p- children
1: the proper names for their body parts exactly and 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 that's it it's again it's if you are finding it difficult to talk about sex and to tell your children how to maintain their own body or if, or or which parts of people's bodies are inappropriate to touch or how to not or when is or how to ask to, to be touched or not to be touched or any if you're ashamed and afraid and I remember seeing a conversation with um on one on someone's post once where they said they were a teacher and there were parents who were outraged by um the kids having conversations about like around sex education and then when I when I asked I was like well what are the conversations because obviously if you're talking about it from the desire the adult lust of sex and reading 50 shades of grey then obviously that's inappropriate but if you're if the sex education is around body parts what they're called is it okay to for people to touch them blah 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 I absolutely would welcome that and anyone who is today who was one of those parents who said, I'm my, it's disgusting, my child is, is not learning about that, blah, blah, blah. And then today is saying, How dare you go teach your sons? I think that is a, that is what one would call virtue signaling. Yeah. It's just such a um, it's it's so and I think it's the emotion. So obviously, like us speaking about it like this candidly to the ear and to the untrained ear and to the ear that responds to the narrative of the media, obviously it sounds harsh it, yeah. and it sounds very to the point and direct that we should all be taking responsibility and accountability for our own behavior. Um, but um, but that's, but that's absolutely how I teach my, my daughter. I teach my daughter to take accountability for her behavior. And if my daughter chooses to go out and leave the house and not tell me where she has been or where she's going or have any form of safety device around her so you're like all of our phones now have the um, emergency yeah. contact thing on it which happened the other day didn't yeah. it whilst I was on that call yes. and scared um, the living daylight out of yeah. me yeah and she she accidentally pressed the button and it sent a message to every single one of her emergency contacts saying this is where she was this is and I'm pretty certain it probably it actually happened around the time that this um young lady, went, lady missing. went missing yeah. so um so you know it's kind of nice and to know that that works and um I, I would never ever ever tell anyone don't tell my daughter not to be safe that is such a dangerous message to send and share yeah yeah. But you know, this is this is
0: 2021 where I, I listen, I think most people think we are in a utopia or in their desire to make the world a utopia, mm-hmm. we're throwing out norms and acting like we're there and we're not there yet. We're so not there yet. And I think mothers need to have these conversations with their sons about mm-hmm. what consent is and what consent isn't, and that at, at any time in whatever activity you and a girl is involved in that if she Mm. says this is uncomfortable for me i want to stop that you don't get to finish the job because you're hot and bothered right so i think these are conversations mothers need to have with their sons and conversations that mothers need to have with their daughters that say um if you truly aren't prepared to go there with a guy don't even go down that road yeah, because you don't know if the guys that you're gonna be with, mother taught them the true meaning yeah. of consent and to stop. So, or, yeah, or or, or or what alcohol and drugs do to body your body that makes you in you know that makes you can't stop. And 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 here yeah. here you both are as young people in a very horrible situation. So I think yeah. we need to talk to girls about what is your responsibility when you are out, whether it's at night, at the park, at a party, anywhere? Or if what is your responsibility in a sexual situation with a boy in the same way that we need to have those conversations with our sons when they're out and at a party and what sexual situations they can be in? Because to your point, yes, women get raped, but so do men. And I think we need to think about our sons in the same way Because there are men Mm -hmm. that are predators to young men in the same way that there are men that are predators to young women. And I think as a society, we need to think about that. I know I think about that with my sons um, and making sure they don't ever put themselves in a compromised position with either drugs or alcohol, that they can be raped Mm -hmm. too. um, Because they don't know the kind of men or boys that they could be around that they don't know that that's yeah. a proclivity that that person may have. So I'm having those conversations mm-hmm. with my sons as well as having them with my daughter because if if this new century has taught us anything, is that young boys and young men are being raped at almost the same rate as women. Um, and I think yeah. we need to yeah. have those really honest conversations with our children yeah. about what safety looks like for all of them, not just our girls, yeah. all of them.
1: Yeah absolutely and I think it's like um you know I think I think having the conversation I mean I only have a daughter so that's the only child I can have the conversation with and for me I absolutely would never tell her not to be it you know all of the things that that the the woke people are telling people to do I would no absolutely not give her that message because what am I teaching her I'm saying to her, you don't have to take responsibility. You don't need to be accountable for for your surroundings and your behavior, which is then telling my daughter that she could go and touch someone inappropriately. She could go and behave in a way that was detrimental to somebody else's safety um, because she's a girl. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely wouldn't want to put her in. I always think of a situation there was when I was at school with um some kids and some things happened and you know both all of the people involved in that situation now as we're like you know we're entering our 40s that people still talk about it people still there's still question, there's still a question mark above some people's heads as to whether they did or didn't the things that they did and this was all because people weren't being given the right information they were just let being told do whatever you need to do and we'll just think of the you know, whatever the repercussions are, we'll, we'll deal with it then. Right, right. And that's, that's what people are doing. And here we are, like nearly three decades later, and repercussions are still being felt. Yeah, yeah. So I know this was a heavy podcast.
0: We talked a lot about some heavy things today, but I think we want to leave the audience with this. Um, and this is going to be my final word on this topic, is that, Personal responsibility is just that. It is personal to every single person. It is not the government's job, your employer's job, your school's job to ultimately keep you safe. That really lies with you. Um, And I'm not saying that these institutions don't have um, some role in terms of creating measures to enforce you being safe, but ultimately keeping yourself safe is yours. Yeah. I That's think my, my final, final word dance. is, is
1: just, just, do you know what? I I'm taking time off of the internet because it's just causing me too much distress in the way that I feel like it's tremendously unsafe um, for my daughter to read some of the things that even some of my family members are posting, you know, because they don't, they haven't really had the discussion internally. They're just following external, um, rhetoric and so um for me it's always if you whatever you read read the, the contrasting or the the opposing message to that's all of our responsibility
0: and with that guys we thank you for hanging with us on this Friday we will be back next Friday with another conversation that I'm sure is going to be a hot topic for All of us. That's what we try to do here. We um, try to keep the conversations very interesting on labeled accordingly. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. You guys have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you so much guys for spending some time today and hanging with us.
1: Let's keep the conversation hot. Follow us on Facebook at labeled accordingly. Or if you'd like to talk to us privately, email us at labeled at gmail.com See you guys back here next Friday for a new episode
0: and And out this